0: Wyman and Bob, powered through the Alaska Airlines studio on Seattle Sports. Well, Dave, we've been talking about it. Not the day everybody was looking forward to with the Seahawks, and I would guess this man feels exactly the same way. And I will say this, and we talked about this as well. I thought, I thought the O line did a nice job in pass protection yesterday. Gino had plenty of time out there for the most part. We get a chance to speak to a member of that O line with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline Center. Evan Brown is here with us. How are you, Evan? Yeah, doing uh, doing good. How about yourselves? Doing doing good. I mean, it's not you know. Listen, let's be honest. It's not what fans were hoping for to open the season. and, yeah, and definitely uh, not what we were hoping for either. Yeah, yeah. But let me before we get into everything that, that happened in the game, I'm just curious individually or just even speaking for the line, how did how did you feel like the day went for you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really think it was a you know a tale of two halves, as you know the saying goes. Of you know, felt like a first half, uh, you know, first second quarter we moved the ball well down the field, you know, had some you know, stalled out at the end, but for the most part we were able to, you know, secure some points and felt like we were on the right track and then second half just fell apart, whether it was, you know, execution issues, communication, stuff like that, just wasn't wasn't there for us.
2: Hey Evan, I'm curious just because you're not playing starters aren't playing a lot in the preseason you know you played 51 plays you're out there 100 percent of the time is there a different kind of soreness uh today as opposed to uh most games
1: um yeah i mean you know compared to preseason of course yeah, you're gonna definitely be more sore but same, it still comes down to you know it's it's a game you know you know what to expect the day after so it feels the same
0: Hey, is so you talk about the second half, and that's that's been the conversation. It was it was definitely two different halves out there. Is it? We always talk about adjustments. You got to make an adjustment. Why didn't they adjust? How hard is that to do within the game? Maybe halftime you can you know, point to different areas we need to do this, change this. But within the game, it's third quarter now. No more breaks out there other than timeouts. How hard is it to make what we all look at as adjustments?
1: You know, there's there's things you can do, little little things on, you know, maybe blocking something slightly a different way. But, yeah, I think the term adjustments is always, you know, people think, you know, you go in and write a whole new game plan in the second half and, you know, it doesn't happen that way. But, yeah, I just think when it, you know, for us it was, you know, it was a combination of a lot of different things. But I think we just got to, you know, get back to the basics and continue just, you know, looking at what we did bad this game and improving on it and, you know, on to the next one.
2: Yeah, so and also Evan, I think a lot of people, I mean for us, we're looking at oh the two tackles went down with injuries. But as a player you're probably just thinking, All right, hey, get the next guy in there. I mean, these guys have, have played well and you know, it's not like it it really affects you that much, right? You you believe, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go forward with uh with the second string guys and it's all gonna work out,
1: correct? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, you know, it's always, you know, you hear the statement, you know, the, the next man up mentality. And, you know, obviously in training camp, you don't get as many reps, you know, next to the, you know, the backups and stuff. But, but yeah, you know, one guy goes down, you know, you have to have that, that next man up mentality because I mean, that's, that's the only thing you can do at that point. I mean, it's, it's next guy in there and, you know, you go out and play ball and you got to.
0: Does anything at all change though? Is if you bring in a guy that hey man, this guy is really good against the run, or you know run blocking, or maybe he's really good with pass blocking. Do you do coaches emphasize those strengths, or is it hey the game plan is the game plan regardless of who's in those spots?
1: No, I think, I think the game plan stays the same. You know, you can't really make adjustments. I would say, you know, offensive line-wise, you know, I, I would guess skill position, you know, injuries and stuff like that. That may change some things more. But, you know, when it comes to offensive line play, you know, it's, it's next man up to, to do the job of the play that's called in front of us.
2: Hey, Evan, everybody talks about uh, Aaron Donald as the big bad wolf, and, you know, he, he kind of is, but uh, it looked like he was rushing from the outside a little bit more, but did did you, uh, How it seemed like you guys sort of kept him in check a little bit. How big of a priority was that going into the game?
1: Yeah, I definitely think anytime you play the Rams, I mean, he's he's focal point number one for the offensive line because he is a guy 100% that can take over a game and really wreck it for you. So I think, you know, game plan for us at least has to always be to account and know where he's at at all times and, you know, do our best to, you know, eliminate him from the game.
0: Hey, what was your uh, what was your first experience out there like as a Seahawk? I mean that that building we we're up in the press box, so it's a little quieter certainly. But walking out there on the field, that that place can be deafening, and it certainly felt it yesterday, especially with the Bobby Wagner intro. What was your impression of being out there?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think the the twelves are you know one of if not the best fan base in the in the country, and uh, yeah, you definitely you know. Now I've been on both sides of the field here in as an away player coming in and then being on the home side, definitely, definitely much better being on the the home side and being able to hear (laughs) when you're on offense versus all you hear is just screaming and, you know, just barely being able to hear the quarterback call a play. So definitely nice to be on the other side of that that experience.
2: Yeah, and I guess it's going to be uh, different. And I know that players don't look ahead, but you've probably been looking at this next week, right? Going back to Detroit where you played last year and how big of a... Big of a thing is that for you? It's got to be a little extra, you know, special feeling going back home.
1: Yeah, it's definitely definitely in the in the back of the mind. But, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at it as, you know, they're the next opponent on our schedule, you know, going to prepare for them like I would any other week and, and, you know, go out there and, you know, do our best to perform.
0: Hey, Evan, for for fans and, and, you know, maybe even some of us in the media, we will hang on to a win or a loss throughout the whole week because that's what we do for our job. We talk about it, evaluate it, break it all down. You move on to the next opponent. How long do you, I don't know, sort of carry it with you? People are feeling bad about yesterday, and I'm sure they still feel bad today and will until the next game. But for a player, is it, all right, I'm going to feel it tonight, I'm looking at tape tomorrow, and that's it? Or how, how do you individually approach it?
1: Yeah, I think for myself, and, you know, it's a a good mentality. You know, there's a thing kind of universal around the league called the 24-hour rule, whether it's a win or a loss. You know, you go in, you know, you have the game, you go in and you look at it the next day, and then after that it's, you know, dump that game and it's on to the next one to, you know, prepare for the next opponent. You know, there's always also another saying, you know, never let, you know, a team beat you twice, and that means, you know, you know, you lose one game, you can't let that game affect how you play in the next game. So, yeah, you, you learn from what you can. You take away the goods, you learn from the bads, and you move on from them.
2: Evan, we know offensive linemen from uh, talking to them over the years. Love to run the ball. Uh, Ken Walker got going uh, pretty good. We're going we're gonna to talk to him, uh, you know, later on in the week. But uh, Charbonnet, only three carries. What what would you say about that uh, that combo of those those two young guys running the ball?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, all finding a, uh, you know, a groove for those guys to figure out, you know, what situation's best, uh, best to put them in, put them in, you know, their situations to carry the ball. And, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, that's the, not comparison, but you have your yin and yang, you know, how they comp- complement how they complement each other and just kind of finding that, that balance between those two. so.
0: Hey, when, when you go into a game like yesterday, again, just referring to how fans and all of us look at, well, we may look at the Rams team from last year and go, man, they were terrible. And, you know, this is a game the Seahawks should have. But I feel like, you know, people sort of were deceiving themselves because that's the team last year that lost their starting quarterback. They lost Aaron Donald. They lost Cooper Cup and four offensive linemen. There were reasons for that season. And I'm guessing you guys in, in looking at tape and in, in preparing for him, Probably weren't that surprised by how much different this team looked yesterday. I'm guessing, right? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, you know, last year they had numerous injuries, and anytime you know you lose quarterback, receiver one, many linemen, defensive tackle one, etc. You know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be down. But you know, they're also only one year removed from being the best in the country and you know winning that Super Bowl. So, yeah, you know, obviously you take all that into an account. But yeah, we just. You know he had a good first half and just lack of execution in the second half so you know we got to get back to work uh this week and you know onto the lines
2: tell us about uh geno smith and you know the, i think nationally there was a lot of you know people that were like okay the first part of his uh, career told one story and then last year told another but uh just as far as his leadership and command out on the field tell us about
1: uh geno yeah no i mean um fantastic leader you know he's vocal guy, he's able to, you know, get us together when we need to and you know, we're going to have to lean on him to be, you know, the leader of our team for sure.
0: Uh Evan, before we let you go, we just touched on you going back to Detroit. Do you feel like you've got any insight? Do you do you got the coaches or players picking your brain like, "Hey, what do they like to do here?" or what what what's the tendency here or is that something that doesn't happen till later in the week?
1: Uh probably happen later in the week for sure, you know, I'm gonna. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a Seahawk now, and, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to help help our guys over here, you know, play the best we can and get a W. So that's the way it goes in the league.
0: Evan, uh, congrats on the way. I th- Again, I thought the pass protection was pretty darn solid for the most part yesterday, not the ending anybody wanted, but you got 16 to go. And really looking forward to this one coming up in Detroit. Thanks so much for taking time with us, as always. Have a great week, man, and we wish you nothing but the best.
1: Definitely. I appreciate you all. Thank you.
2: Hear Wyman and Bob every afternoon, 2 to 7.